If you're an occupational therapist looking to develop your skills in hand therapy, this podcast is for you. Your host, Huang Tron, occupational therapist and certified hand therapist turned serial entrepreneur with her own therapy clinic in Miami. Huang is an author and successful coach helping occupational therapists get jobs, develop their skills, and become certified hand therapists so they can become experts in their area. Huang works with occupational therapists from across the United States and around the world. She talks about everything from hand therapy skills, career development, leadership skills, money mindset, and business. You too can become an expert certified hand therapist, business owner, and have more choices in your career. We're going to have a fun conversation regardless. And if you... If you're here and you're watching, thank you so much for joining us and joining me. I'm going to share with you some some of my perspective, essentially, on how to advance your career as an occupational therapist. So if you're, hang, if you're joining me now, welcome. My name is Huang with uh, Hand Therapy Secrets. I'm an occupational therapist and certified hand therapist. And today what we're going to do is we're going to really just talk about how to advance your career as an occupational therapist. I did some polls the other day in terms of, you know, what kind of help people need and are looking for. And I got a lot of people who were talking about like, how do I, how do I advance my career as a, as a therapist, as an occupational therapist, as somebody who wants to go into hands as a new grad, you know, all those type of questions. And I really want to just share a little bit of my perspective on, you know, kind of what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, not just in my own community, not just in my own community here of, uh, you know, in Miami. I'm currently at my clinic in Miami, but I hear it all around the world. I hear it in various different communities, in various groups and stuff like that. And then people who are open and willing to share with me tell me some of their hardships or things that they're struggling with. People who are in my mentorship programs, they have shared with me to some of their struggles and, you know, essentially why they're in that type of program to get help and to get the support that they're needing. But yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of late because I've been sitting and talking career-wise. <laughs> So just took a little bit longer, so, but I'm here and I want to be able to answer any of your questions. So if you have questions, please feel free uh, to post them. If you're here and you want to say hello, say hello, tell me your name, tell me where you're watching from. I'd love to hear that. And if you're watching this on, if you're watching this on replay, please consider playing along tell me your name, tell me where you're you're joining me from. I love meeting a therapist, an occupational therapist from all around the world, right? So don't mind my messy board. I was teaching in the hand therapy exam yesterday. So I might, I might erase it and use it, but you know, one of the things that happens as occupational therapists is we have been in school for a really, really long time. If you really think about it, a lot of us go, you know, to undergrad school, right? And then we have to go to graduate school and then we have to study and take the boards and to pass. Some of us have been CODA, so that we went to school, got your associate's degree, passed, worked, gone back to OT school. And now you're talking about like, 
getting your undergrad to graduate and all that stuff. So OTs in general, PTs, you know, we've all been in school for such a long time. And when you're in school, when you're the, you know, high school, college, graduate level, everyone tells you what to do. Everyone tells you what class you're supposed to take, when to turn your assignments in, when to take the exam, and everything is so laid out for you that when we go out on our own, when you graduate and you get your degree, then all of a sudden you have absolutely no support. You have no structure to anything anymore. The only structure you have is like your nine to five job, let's say. Or for me, it was a seven to 3.30 job. <laughs> and then I would always pick up these per diem jobs, you know? So when I first came out of school, I was just struggling to get a job. I was struggling to get, I was struggling to get a full-time job and I just couldn't get a full-time job. So I just pieced together my hours doing per diem. Nowadays, it seems so popular to just work per diem and not like stick to any one place, but it's just whatever your lifestyle is. I'm not here to pass judgment. Not one is not better than the other, but all it all goes to point that, that sometimes you come out and you don't have any, any idea of what to do and how you can think about advancing your career as an occupational therapist. When you first come out of school, you're thinking, holy crap, I got loans to pay. I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z, and I need some money. So it's really easy for therapists to just go honestly where the money takes them, right? And sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't, right? And that's okay. You know, I think that it's great regardless of whatever you decide to pick, right? I always knew I wanted to work with adults and working with children was really not an option for me. I would rather work in a skilled nursing facility. I worked in several of them. I was willing to drive. I was willing to work in a hospital setting, doing essentially what they call like a transitional care unit there too. It's very similar to a skilled nursing facility, but acute care in the hospital. So, you know, I always thought about where I wanted to go and where I wanted to go was to become a certified hand therapist. I kind of knew I wanted to become a certified hand therapist and I kind of knew at some point in my life, I might be interested in opening a business, right? Who knew it would take me so long? That's okay. Everyone does things on their own time and you do what you need to do, right? So, but how you advance your career is, you know, always have that certain kind of goal that you're working towards. So for me, my goal was to become a certified hand therapist. At that time, it took a minimum of five years to become a certified hand therapist. Now you have a minimum of three years. And so I feel like a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to do within a certain amount of time. I know I put that kind of pressure on myself to get it done in five years, even though I didn't even see how that was at all possible because I just didn't have the job, right? So what's happening now, I feel is like, people are, there's a sense of, I feel lost in my career. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, to go about reaching my goals. Feeling that sometimes you're plateaued at somewhere, like 
great, you got that job. Maybe you're working in a hand clinic. Maybe you're working in um, a hospital setting. But you're feeling, if you're feeling lost and you're feeling kind of like plateaued and you're not sure what to do, how do you keep the momentum going, right? How do you keep the momentum going? And also the other one is if you've got that job, but you're feeling burnt out already, I'm a new grad. Here are some things I would share. Oh, the light just kind of <laughs> set and I was like, oh, I can see again. So a lot of times, one of the things that I see as a new grad is that you've now overcome one mountain and you're at the base of another mountain. And you're like, but wait, I was supposed to take a break. Well, there really isn't too much of a break, right? You're down one end of the mountain. You're now ready to climb this other mountain, which is, which is your career, which, and, and it could take multiple steps. But I think part of the frustration really is the gap in your in the perspective and and anyone can come on you know correct me if i'm wrong but do you have a perspective of like if i when i get out of school this is where i'll be because i have a degree now right because i have a degree i should enjoy i don't know x y and z maybe a full-time job maybe a great job that you know that i really love this is your expect this is your expectation the reality of it is more down here because if you just came out of school you kind of you kind of don't know what you're doing right i cannot be the only one who is telling you but in your heart of hearts <laughs> you kind of know i'm really not that great right and I think really that's where the frustrations can be is that, you know, we're here and we thought we would be over here. And so what happens is what happens with that gap? You know, what do you what do you need to do with that gap? So a lot of times people start to think, well, there's this, you know, what I really want and where I'm at, you know, doesn't match. So now we're not aligned. So maybe this area isn't for me. Maybe being an occupational therapist isn't for me. Maybe I need to switch jobs. Maybe I need to go into different areas. When in reality, maybe it's just because you're not that good yet. And maybe if you gave it a little bit of effort, and I'm gonna share that plan with you. I'm gonna share, I'm gonna tell you, you know, some step-by-step -step what you potentially could do, you know, if you wanted to. And you could take you know, from this conversation, you can take what you want and leave what you don't want. And that's it, right? Take what you want and leave what you don't want. But I would just ask you, if you're feeling lost and plateaued already, could you one, be bored with what you currently do, or two, just not really good at what you're doing, so you're doing the same crap and you're bored with it, right? So I can only say, I didn't know anything when I came out of school, like I, got a job at a skilled nursing facility and just copied what I knew I did at in my internship. And I also copied kind of what other people were doing and they weren't all that, you know, experienced necessarily either at the time, except for some people were and I would copy what people were doing, but I really didn't understand what I was doing. Was it good? Was it bad? Like I didn't have any comprehension. You just started just doing stuff. But that's okay too, right? Because it's in doing stuff that you, one, discover what you are really good at and what you do like 
and what you don't like. So I was good at my job as a skilled nursing facility. Like I could do transfers like nobody's business or a small girl, right? I could do max lifts. I could, and I didn't have an issue with it. I could do ADLs. I didn't have an issue with it, but I did quickly get bored because it wasn't as technical as I, I wanted it to be. I didn't have those words back then, but I knew I wanted more and more was hand therapy. And I really like the technical aspect of hand therapy, right? So how do you, you know, keep the momentum going if you feel like you've plateaued somewhere and where I would encourage you is to really, you know, look and think about what you're really good at. And if there's some area that you might like, could you go and learn a lot more about it versus jumping from topic to topic, right? So for example, in a skilled nursing facility, I worked with strokes, right? And strokes can be really challenging because you know that this is a deficit forever for these people. But I'm like, shoot, I'm really not good at them. And I would love to be better so I can actually help somebody. Like at the end of the day, I don't know about you, but I just wanted to be a really good therapist. I really wanted to, I came in here because I wanted to help people. And I really did. I wanted to help somebody. And I wanted someone to say like, man, Huang was like really good. And she helped me with X, Y, and Z. So if you're feeling like you're feeling that burnt out already, I, you know, and you're feeling that plateau already, could you learn and develop a particular skill, right? Could you learn and pick up a particular skill that you currently don't have? Because when you're brand spanking new, you're just not that great. <laughs> I cannot be the first one to tell you, and I'm sure you, it's in the back of your head, right? And when you're a new grad, this is the other thing I would say, because you're not really that good, you know, nothing feels great. I did not love being a therapist, honestly, until like a good two, three years into it. And I was in, I was in acute care by that time. And I, you know, I felt like, you know, I felt like I was pretty decent with some of the things I was doing. I was pretty good with, you know, certain things I was doing in acute care. And I got a lot of fulfillment out of some of the cases, not all of the cases. That's another gap too, is our day supposed to be so good all the time, right? Can we live with a certain amount that's enough good? But, you know, here's, here is something that I wrote down. And I, and I was thinking about, as I was thinking about, not just in your case as a new grad, not just in your case, as someone who's been a therapist for a while and transitioning into a new area, right? So if you're, if you've been working for a while and you're transitioning into a new area, it's still new to you. You're not completely new with concepts of occupational therapy, with ADLs, with biomechanics, with anatomy, you're not completely new, but to trans transition into hands or transition into a new setting, that requires more technical skill on your part is still new. So you're not that great, right? But who told you that this was going to be easy? Who told you this? 
because they're lies. <laughs> Who told you this was going to be easy? Who told you that building a long lasting, fulfilling, happy career where you can earn a living was going to be easy? And sometimes I ask myself that question. Who told you that opening a business, then opening another business was going to be easy, right? Because at no point did anyone ever lay the framework out for me, lay out like what it was going to take. You kind of know, but you don't know. <laughs> you know, you kind of know, but you don't know. To be in hand therapy, I kind of, you know, I'm like, yeah, people told me it's going to be hard. Yeah, kind of. But you know what? I got the goods. Like, I'm not. I'm somewhat smart, you know, when I can figure it out. And then you get in and you're like, holy crap, this is so hard, right? But who said it was going to be easy? Because nobody said it, but somehow we all want it, right? But with everything that is worth having and everything that is valuable, those things don't come easy. And when they're just a little bit hard, we have a tendency to value it more, right? It's just the way the brain works, right? It's just the way just about everything works. When everyone can have it, then nobody wants it. And if it was easy, everyone would do it, and then nobody would want to do it, right? That's just the way the world works. So if we keep in mind that things are supposed to be a little, uh, like it's supposed to be challenging, it's supposed to take effort, it's supposed to take patience, then maybe our frustration levels would be a little bit less. Let me know. <laughs> what did you think about that? You know, did that resonate at all with you? Did you agree at all with me? Did you disagree with me? Like, feel free to leave me a comment, to say what you need to say. I want to hear it. But honestly, Everything that we want is on the other side of the effort that we're willing to put in. And it requires not just a little bit of effort, but it requires consistent effort over a period of time, right? Everything we want is on the other side of that needs, you know, right? Right, Paige? Thank you. <laughs> and I heard this phrase and take it or leave it. I heard this phrase and everything you want is on, is essentially requires you to be to have requires you to have aggressive patience not just patience but aggressive patience right if i had given up if i had you know given up in you know getting that job in hand therapy right because sometimes you can give up a little too early and you just don't know right if i had given up on becoming a hand therapist and just stayed in acute, that would have been a different hard for me. So which hard do you want to own? Do you want to own the hard of putting the effort into being whatever it is that you want? Or do you want the hard of being in a place where you don't want to be, but are willing to settle because you don't want to put the work in? That, that takes a different type of hard will not lie to you. You see people who live in that world of, I didn't go for what I wanted to, so I will sit and suffer in the world that I've created for myself, or I can go to the hard 
where it requires a certain amount of effort. So Taylor, I started in hand therapy clinic this month. Very good thing to keep in mind. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Keep that in mind, please. I hope that helps you. Paige says three years in, just switched from home health to outpatient rehab in the VA. Love it. That's so great. It is challenging, but you can do it. You know, there's a lot of resources and stuff like that. Feel straight out of grad school again. Absolutely. So, you know, it's awesome. Thanks for listening and, and, you know, watching and hopefully that I can provide like more helpful, you know, useful content for you as well. And so much about my message, really so much of it is like, please don't give up. <laughs> please don't give up. There's so much that you could do. And I know so many people who didn't give up and kept working for it. Imagine if I gave up being, you know, being a hand therapist. Imagine if I gave up being in business, like, cause I certainly, I just was not sure if I could do it. You know, I just, I, you know, once I became a CHT and I had a really cush job, I was working in a very nice, comfortable position, but sometimes too much comfort leads to a different type of discomfort and jumping into something completely brand new is, is a different type of discomfort as well. So, you know, again, pick your heart. Do you want to be bored and unfulfilled or do you want to do this other thing that maybe is going to be challenging, that's going to be completely, un you're unsure about what's going to happen, but which hard do you want to have? I decided uh, the hard that I wanted was I needed to leave the comfort of my position in order to be in a different position that, that I needed, not everyone needs, but I needed to make the leap into private practice. Right. And it was, you know, it was, it was a challenge, <laughs> but challenges are what builds our strength. It builds our character and it forces us to maybe think about doing more than we ever thought we could have done. Right. So, so if you are, again, you know, if you are a transitioning new grad i always think of new grads as zero to three years intermediate is like three and beyond and then specialized you know to be specialized really isn't so much based on the years of experience but it's based on how fast you want to accumulate accumulate your knowledge right so a lot of times people can accumulate knowledge and experience fast because they're willing to go all in all the time right and that you just have to decide if that's your behavior, if that's part of your personality. I certainly didn't do it as much when I was new, like as a new grad, it was kind of hard. Like I didn't have any guidance, you know, like you guys have so much more guidance nowadays, but to the other extreme in a way that you have so much of it, you don't know who to believe, right? Who to believe, who to ask, that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, back, back in my day, there was nobody to ask, so like barely anyone to ask. So you had one kind of heart where you had no information. Now you have a different kind of heart where you have way so much information. You just don't know who to believe and who to trust and how to weed in the, really how to make the decisions, right? But specialist, you know, being specialized really isn't based on the years. It's based on how fast or, you know, you're willing to accrue that information. Now as someone who specializes, I'm willing to go all in. Like, well, it helps going into business, right? All in, like, I am not failing. That is not in my vocabulary. Every time I fail, it's not a fail. It's a learning experience. And I learn from it and learn from it and, like, make sure every other thing becomes successful. And 
actually just had that conversation with my own team of like, you're not failing, you know, you're learning. And if you can learn from that, you know, what can you, the failures, if you don't want to learn anything or not willing to have a certain amount of awareness to learn, right? So how do you know if you're feeling lost and you're feeling plateaued, you're feeling kind of burnt out, how do you know, let me just move on, right? How do I know it's time to just move on, give up this whole shenanigans? And really I would ask you, you know, I essentially would ask, you know, what else would you want instead, right? What else would you want instead? Because if being a great therapist, you know, being really good at what you do and, you know, specializing somehow or another, you know, obviously we talk more a lot about being a certified hand therapist, but there's other specialties too. But if you know that you want to work with a certain population, if you know you want to work in a way that requires your technical skills as a therapist, if you know you want to work in a very particular setting with a very particular way of helping people, why would you give up on your dreams? And if you gave up on your dreams, what's your other dream, right? I would ask you that, what's your other dream? Because if I was working in a skilled nursing facility and I gave up doing what I needed to do to get into an acute care setting, to get into an outpatient you know, setting, to get into whatever setting that was going to bring my experience to the next level, if I gave that up, where would I be stuck? I'd be stuck doing a job that I don't want to do. Not only is it a disservice to me, it is a disservice to the people that I'm actually working with. Right. I say that all the time for people who like don't want to work in peds and they're working in peds. Stop taking the damn peds job. Right. Stop taking it because it's not taking you where you want to go. Right. It's just not taking you to where you want to go. Stop taking the job. that's not taking you to where you want to go. Sometimes we have to take jobs that one don't pay as well Two, you might have to drive a little bit further. You might have to work hours that you didn't necessarily think was your ideal hours, right? Something's got to give for you to get the experience that you want that's going to take you to the next level. So decision-making at every level will project to like, you know, where you are, where you are currently, let me say that differently, where you are currently is a result of decisions you've made in the past. We might not want to face it, but it's on us. <laughs> and it's so great that it's on you, right? Because you get to be the effective change that you're hoping for. Definitely, we have been driving an hour to that job I was telling you about, but totally worth it. Absolutely, totally worth it, right? Totally worth it. So my first job, I drove 50 miles to, to that 50 miles one way just so I can get that job. <laughs> And I told myself if I really liked it, I would, I will move, but it didn't happen. Got another job. Right. But you know, keep that in mind. What? Do I, medical billing service? No, I don't do medical billing. So, and I don't need medical billing. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would, I would challenge you on that. If I wanted to move along, move over, move on to something else, what would that look like? What would you want to do? Because you either go all in 
and develop your skills as a therapist or you go all out and develop your skills in something else but you're still developing some form of skills right so people who leave the field of occupational therapy leave to go do something else well to make the kind of salary that you want to make you got to develop some other skills right i know some therapists leave to go into real estate that's a whole nother skill level Girl, y'all people need to know some sales skills to sell some houses, right? I mean, some houses sell themselves, but for the most part, you want to you wanna earn, you want to become top-notch in your, you still develop skills. They're just in real estate. If you want to be top-notch occupational therapist, certified hand therapist, you build those skills right there. So what do you need to do, right? What do you need to 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 be able to build those skills so that, you know, one of the questions is how do you, how do you market yourself into a setting that you don't have experience in? Well, you, you have to embody and own what you do know, you know, as a therapist coming out, where are your experiences? How can you tie your experiences that you currently are working in into the new place that you're having, that, that you are, are looking to be in? So sometimes it can be really challenging to go from like one extreme to the next. So one of the things that are, you know, that I always kind of look at, it's like, if you're in peds, how do you get into adults? And then how do you get into hands? And sometimes it can be really challenging to get from pediatrics into hands completely. Now, some people can do it because, you know, I'll share with you what I look for. You know, I'm looking for someone who says, what they i'm looking for someone who does what they say that they want to do right so if you say that you want to develop yourself at hand what courses are you taking what programs are you part of you know what are you doing on your on your time to develop the skills that you are moving into because you have to have some of those skills to move into those positions you can't go in there bear nothing and be like please give me money but i don't know how to do the job but please still pay me and then teach me so i can learn how to do it listen to that again listen to that again right so what are you doing currently that proves to the people that you're looking to get hired by you know to believe that you're doing the thing that you say that you're gonna do, right? I, it's one of the biggest things that I look at. You know, where's your where's your effort? Where's your intention? That's important. Wouldn't you want me to be honest with you in terms of the kind of position? You know, I know tons of OTs that have gotten jobs with places, and maybe they were given false, you know, promises or whatever. Wouldn't you want someone to be more honest with you? Like, I don't know. I want people to be honest with me. I want to be honest with them. So, so yeah, just think about, you know, just think about, it comes back to aggressively patient, right? Aggressively patient along with consistent effort to get you to where you want to go. So here's the plan, whether you're new or you're transitioning, the plan that you want to have is really to get the job and again to think beyond the money think beyond the 
the driving, think beyond the setting and think more about the experience that you're looking to, to have. Where do you want to go with it? And, you know, can you stay there for a little while to gather that experience? So, so yeah, how you loved working under CHT as a student. I felt that the wear on my own hands was intense, just in a short course rotation. How do you take care of your own hands and do you feel sore from your work? I don't feel sore from my work unless I'm working with really, really stiff hands con continuously, but there's ways around that as well. I'm only sore if I don't like, so I don't treat as much anymore. I still treat, but I don't treat as much. And when I, because of that, and then I go into like tons of treatment, then I can feel a little sore. But the way I, the way I protect my hands is, is I protect my whole body. I take care of my whole body. So, but that, you know, we can dive into that another day, but, but that's how I do it. Body mechanics is really huge for me. How comfortable I am, you know, positioning is really important to me when I'm, you know, when I'm working and I, this is something that is embedded and weaved in throughout all of my programs which is really to help you become critical thinkers and problem solvers and essentially decision makers, making it easier, faster to make key decisions. And then two, like, how do I protect, how do I grow myself? How do I, how do you as a therapist grow yourself? And how do you protect yourself for longevity or, you know, like, I want to have fun. I'm, I'm old, I'm young. I'm only in my forties, you know, I want to go into my 50s, into my 60s, myself being in the best shape. I plan to work for a long time. So, you know, I don't, you know, I just have to, you know, protect myself, right? I just have to do certain things that will keep me strong and, and be mindful, intentional about stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I do for the most part. So, yeah, so the first thing is really get that job that you want. If you don't have it, and you're not able to get the job, it might be because your resume is not really as good as you think it is. <laughs> so one of the things I do in my hand therapy mentorship program and the mentorship program that we have is I do resume reviews and I give some feedback and, and I really, I help, you know, the therapists that are in my program, I help them develop their career and help them move in the path and in the direction that they want to take it. So our mentorship program really isn't just about like tendons and stuff like that. It is really built to give you the support that you need as the therapist to grow the kind of career that you want to have, right? So the plan for you, if you're looking to advance your career as an occupational therapist is really to get the job that, that you want, right? And sometimes you might need to change jobs or you might need to do certain things in your jobs to make them even better so that you can get the experience that you want, right? So get the job. And then two, the plan is to really further my experiences through learning. So how do you do your learning? You can do online courses, you can do online programs, you can work in person courses, you can work with a particular person or you can work in a particular place. But furthering your experience through learning really can help you avoid that burnout. It can help you avoid feeling like you're plateaued and it's because you're probably doing the same things over and over and maybe not understanding why you're doing what you're doing. 
And that can lead to a lot of that. You know, sometimes I always talk about burnout as like you're either, you know, a lot of times you're, you're too bored, like you're bored. You don't see progress in yourself and that leads to even more boredom. So I think I did this video. I'm going to put it up at some point. I, I kind of draw like a bell curve and I talk about burnout versus overwhelmed and where we want to be is like kind of in that middle where we're always continually learning. When you're in school, you're continuously, you're constantly learning from one semester to the next, to the next year, you're learning something new. When you come out of school, somehow or another, first of all, your, your style of learning and how you learn changes, but sometimes for a lot of people, it stops. So ask yourself, are you learning in the best way possible so that you can avoid that burnout and so that you can continuously feel like you're making progress and not plateaued? Maybe you're lost because you don't know where you're going, right? You need someone to help you create a plan and to kind of light that path for you. So yeah, I would say, you know, further your experience and you can do it through a mix of things. You can do online stuff. You can do live stuff. You can, you know, there's a multiple different ways, right? And then number three is really, you can find a mentor, right? So you can find a mentor in books. You can find a mentor in books and you can find a mentor in courses and you can find a mentor in programs, right? So I, in my hand therapy mentorship program, I help the people in my program, like I'm helping you guys, but I help people inside my program even more, provide even more customized service, even more hands-on support, whether it be we're talking about tendons, we're talking about their cases, we're showing them how they could progress, but also from a career standpoint in the support so that you can, you know, sort of like you can see your way out, right? You can see your way out of like, like, how do I keep advancing my career? What are the steps that I need to do? I get questions on positions, like I'm considering taking this position, you know, what do I need to think about, you know, with these very specific other questions that don't necessarily have to do with cases, but they're very specific to them taking new jobs, getting another job, applying for different jobs. How do you apply for jobs that people haven't even yet posted, right? Things like that, that like, I love that stuff. I mean, I run my business and I know how other business owners think and what they're looking for. And I'm, I essentially get to pass along some of those secrets to you guys in terms of, you know, what would make you really marketable? What would help you to stand out above the crowd? And then, of course, we do the fun hand therapy stuff, which is to go over cases. Last month, we talked about, oh, today's the last day of August. Well, we talked all about like flexor tendons and September is going to be all about extensor tendons. And then the month after that, October, we're going to tie them all together and go over like complex cases and really how, how do you critically think through them? And that's how one way of getting experiences, even though you don't necessarily have them yourself, but you can gain them by being in a room with other people that have the experiences you're looking to get, because that's just going to help you show up a certain way that 
could put you at the top of being considered for the position, even though you don't yet have all the experience, right? So get yourself a mentor. You know, if you're interested, you can go to handtherapysecrets.com. It's a hand therapy mentorship program. Uh, I can include it. If you're on Instagram, you can see in the link in the bio. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, I'll go back in and, and share that link with you guys. So if you're in, interest, if you're interested in joining the program, we have a live call this coming Thursday. So we do live calls the first and the third Thursdays of the month. I'm happy to give you some some details on that, but but I'll share that with you. So when when it comes to finding a mentor, getting a mentor, there's different ways to go about it, but you can mix it up. So you don't have to just do one thing or the other thing. It could be really just, you know, and it could be inside our industry and it also can be outside of industry, right? So it can be inside or outside. So it's, you know, depending on what you might be looking for at the phase in which you're looking for stuff that can help you along your career path, right? So keep this also in mind. It is not just about asking the question, but it is in who you are asking that question to that would determine the kind of answer that you get. So it is not just about the question that you're asking, but rather who you're asking that question to that will determine what kind of answer you get, right? So pick carefully who you ask your questions to. <laughs> because ultimately, at the end of the day, it will only be you that makes decisions. And you are the ruler of your career. So, you know, however you want to play it, however you want to go about it. I was just teasing my therapist that a lot of times in my clinic, people who have gotten jobs have applied multiple times, right? So I'm currently looking for a therapist. I know other clinics are looking for a therapist. Sometimes you need to apply multiple times before you get the call back and doing your due diligence to researching the company that you're looking for, making tweaks in your resume, things like that are really key and really important for you to take that number one step of your plan which is to kind of get into the position that you want to get into and then because you get into those positions you can increase your learning once you get into those positions it does make it faster easier to make decisions to to go into the course to buy into a program to hire a mentor that can really actually help you fast pace you know or fast track your experience and your growth opportunity right but getting that is really key and sometimes you know i in our program i know for sure 100 percent. some people come into our program and through the help that they get through the support and the tweaking they get the callbacks and then they get the job and then they're like holy shit, huang how do i do these patients i'm like okay send them in send them in and we'll help you make sure you feel successful in your role set so that you can keep your job got to get your job and you got to keep your job right that's what makes us happy <laughs> so i hope this really i hope this talk really helped you i love doing these kind of talks because it is not always fingers and tendons sometimes it's about 
you know, what decisions do you need to make and the steps, the strategies that you can take in order to get to work with fingers and tendons that, that eventually will give you a long lasting and fun career. All right. So thank you so much for joining me. If you're watching this on replay, please, please play along and tell me what you liked. And again, you can pick up what you want and leave what you don't need. All right. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside. All right, guys. Have a great night. Bye. Ah, my finger. Hey, thanks for listening to Huang's World Podcast. If you are brand new to the hand therapy world, head over to my website, www.handtherapysecrets.com, where you can get started with some of our free guides and paid programs for both OTs and PTs diving into the world of hand therapy. Or if you've been listening for a while, watching on our YouTube channel, and you think you could benefit from developing and moving your career further along in hand therapy, reach out to me and my team at info at handtherapysecrets.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if you know someone who could benefit from today's show, please share. Thanks. See you on the next episode.